If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins and serve thee with quiet mind, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 42 and 43, beginning on page 393. Excuse me, 392. Like as the heart desireth the water brooks, so longeth my soul after thee, O God. My soul is a thirst for God, yea, even for the living God. When shall I come to appear before the presence of God? My tears have been my meat day and night, and while they daily say unto me, Where is now thy God? Now when I think thereupon, I pour out my heart by myself, for I went with the multitudes and brought them forth into the house of God. In the voice of praise and thanksgiving, among such as keep holy day, why art thou so full of heaviness, O my soul, and why art thou so disquieted within me? O put thy trust in God, for I will yet thank him, which is the help of my countenance and my God. My soul is vexed within me, therefore will I remember thee from the land of Jordan, from Hermon and the little hill. One deep calleth another, because of the noise of thy water floods. All thy waves and storms are gone over me. The Lord will grant his loving kindness in the daytime, and in the night season will I sing of him and make my prayer unto God of my life. I will say unto the God of my strength, Why hast thou forgotten me? Why go I thus heavily while the enemy oppresseth me? My bones are smitten asunder with the sword, and mine enemies that trouble me cast me in the teeth. 
namely while they say daily unto me, Where is now thy God? Why art thou so vexed, O my soul, and why art thou so disquieted within me? O put thy trust in God, for I will yet thank him, which is the help of my countenance and my God. Give sentence with me, O God, and defend my cause against the ungodly people. O deliver me from the deceitful and wicked man. For if thou art the God of my strength, why hast thou put me from thee? And why go I so heavily, while the enemy oppresseth me? O send out thy light and thy truth, that they may lead me, and bring me unto the holy hill, and to thy dwelling. And that I may go unto the altar of God, even unto the God of my joy and gladness. And upon the harp will I give thanks unto thee, O God, my God. Why art thou so heavy, O my soul, and why art thou so disquieted within me? O put thy trust in God, for I will yet give him thanks, which is the help of my countenance and my God. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the twelfth verse of the third chapter of the book of Jeremiah. Go and proclaim these words toward the north, and say, Return, backsliding Israel, says the Lord. I will not cause my anger to fall on you, for I am merciful, says the Lord. I will not remain angry forever. Only acknowledge your iniquity, that you have transgressed against the Lord your God, and have scattered your charms to alien deities under every green tree, and you have not obeyed my voice, says the Lord. Return, O backsliding children, says the Lord, for I am married to you. I will take you, one from a city and two from a family, and I will bring you to Zion, and I will give you shepherds according to my heart, who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Then it shall come to pass, when you are multiplied and increased in the land in those days, says the Lord, that they will say no more the ark of the covenant of the Lord. It shall not come to mind, nor shall they remember it, nor shall they visit it, nor shall it be made any more. At that time Jerusalem shall be called the throne of the Lord, and all the nations shall be gathered to it, to the name of the Lord, to Jerusalem. No more shall they follow the dictates of their evil hearts. In those days, the house of Judah shall walk with the house of Israel, and they shall come together out of the land of the north to the land that I have given as an inheritance to your fathers. But I said, how can I put you among the children and give you a pleasant land, a beautiful heritage of the hosts of nations? And I said, you shall call me father and not turn away from me. Surely, as a wife treacherously departs from her husband, so have you dealt treacherously with me, O house of Israel, says the Lord. A voice was heard on the desolate heights, weeping and supplications of the children of Israel, for they have perverted their way, they have forgotten the Lord their God. Return, you backsliding children, and I will heal your backslidings. Indeed, we do come to you, for you are the Lord our God. Truly, in vain is salvation hoped for from the hills and from the multitudes of mountains. Truly, in the Lord our God is the salvation of Israel. For shame has devoured the labor of our fathers from our youth, their flocks and their herds, their sons and their daughters. We lie down in our shame, and our reproach covers us. For we have sinned against the Lord our God, we and our fathers, from our youth even to this day, 
and have not obeyed the voice of the Lord our God. Here ends the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath opened his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed, forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the ninth chapter of the Gospel according to St. John. Now as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said these things, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva. And he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And he said to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translated scent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. Therefore the neighbors and those who previously had seen that he was blind said, is not this he who sat and begged? Some said, this is he. Others said, he is like him. He said, I am he. Therefore they said to him, how were your eyes opened? He answered and said, a man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said to me, go to the pool of Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and I received sight. Then they said to him, where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought him who formerly was blind to the Pharisees. Now it was a Sabbath when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. Then the Pharisees also asked him again how he had received his sight. He said to them, he put clay on my eyes and I washed and I see. Therefore, some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God because he does not keep the Sabbath. Others said, how can a man who is a sinner do such signs? And there was a division among them. They said to the blind man again, What do you say about him because he opened your eyes? He said, He is a prophet. But the Jews did not believe concerning him that he had been born blind, that he had been blind and received his sight, until they called the parents of him who had received his sight. And they asked them, saying, Is this your son who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered them and said, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind. But by what means he now sees we do not know, or who opened his eyes we do not know. He is of age, ask him, he will speak for himself. His parents said these things because they feared the Jews, 
For the Jews had agreed already that if anyone confessed that he was Christ, he would be put out of the synagogue. Therefore his parents said, He is of age, ask him. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that make us dwell in safety. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, who for our sake did fast forty days and forty nights, give us grace to use such abstinence that our flesh being subdued to the Spirit, we may ever obey thy godly motions in righteousness and true holiness to the honor and glory, who livest and reignest with the Father and the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening. We have, uh, we're, we're coming back into Jeremiah a little bit this week, and then we're going to have a few ember days that um, change us and move us into Ezekiel, but we'll spend three, of the, three or four of the days of this week in Jeremiah and the Gospel of St. John. So looking at our passage in Jeremiah 3, um, I broke the, the passage into like three sections, and, and my sections are what the people were doing or what, what was their sin. Uh, the next session was what the people should do. 
And then the last section is, who is God and what will God do? So um, looking at verse 13, that you have transgressed against the Lord your God and have scattered your charms to alien deities under every green tree. And of course, that had some nature worship in there, but uh, basically they were denying that God was God and, and their Lord. In verse 20, surely as a wife treacherously departs from her husband, so have you dealt treacherously with me. So they've dealt treacherously with the Lord and have left him. Uh, verse 21, for they have perverted their way, they have forgotten the Lord their God. And I think the forgotten their Lord their God covers almost all of it, but um, there's uh, one more we'll read in verse 25. And our reports, reproach covers us, for we have sinned against the Lord our God. And later in the verse, and not obeyed the word of the Lord our God. So they've forgotten, sinned, and not obeyed. What the people should be doing, as God asked them in verse 12, is return backsliding Israel, which is an invitation and tells us a little bit about God's willingness to forgive. In verse 13, he says, only acknowledge your iniquity. In other words, uh, confess your sins. And in 14, he repeats that again, return, O backsliding children. So he likens them to children, but he's, he's uh, asking them to come back into faithfulness with him. And so we learn some things about God. We learn um, in the first verse that I am merciful, says the Lord. I will not remain angry forever. And in 14, we learn that God looks at this covenant and this promise as a marriage and, uh, and makes a promise and says, I will give you shepherds according to my, my own heart. And uh, in verse 17, the promise is at that time, Jerusalem shall be called the throne of the Lord. So we, we learned some things about um, how we are in, in opposition to God rather than in fellowship with him. And yet God invites us into fellowship with him. So as we move into the New Testament, we see Jesus, Jesus, the King of Kings, as he said, the light of the world, uh, noticing a blind man. So Jesus, the creator of the world, knew it was the Sabbath day because he knew what day on the calendar it was. And he was aware of Jewish tradition and practice. But he also said in another passage, he's Lord of the Sabbath. So he heals the blind man. And um, the great can cancel culture determines uh, this man is not from God because he does not keep the Sabbath. Although some of them got the message and they ask, how can a man be a sinner and do such signs? Just a note, Jesus can heal you by speaking. Jesus can heal you by touching. Why would he spit on the ground and make clay? And... Um, one of the commentators I read, I thought it was kind of fascinating. I'm not sure how accurate it is, but he said there was a cult around and they were doing things with uh, clay and then they were, you know, saying that the earth could heal people. And so um, um, it's kind of like when God walked into the camp and, and told um, um, Sarah that she's going to have a baby and, and um, you know, there was a, a Lord of uh, fertility and he said, I'm the real Lord. You know, as he walks in here. And so Jesus is saying, you know, you want to play the clay game. I created the clay. Here you go. So just a kind of a note on that, that, you know, Jesus can heal in so many ways. Um, and it, he's not stuck into anything. We can't put him in a box. I think that's the main thing. So the cancel culture is trying to get rid of uh, the whole idea that Jesus could be could be the Christ. And um, when they asked the blind man who had his eyes open, the formerly blind man, he just unequivocally answered, he is a prophet. And so something to remember, um, Moses said that there will be a prophet like unto me who will come. And so the people, when he said he is a prophet, um, it could be like what they meant is he is the prophet. But I think when anybody was a prophet, it put them into that category that, you know, would, would make him more than um, just a person speaking, you know, God's word. 
And so in the um, this cancel culture brings the blind man's parents in and, and their fear of being canceled. Uh, they hit the ball back into their son's court. And uh, he said, hey, you know what? I don't know who he is or what he what he did or how he did it, but I know I didn't, couldn't see and now I could. And I think it's really important to remember too that, um, that one of the signs of the Messiah was that he would heal the blind and give the deaf, the, um, um, excuse me, the deaf hearing and the and the dumb would speak. So this is one of the signs of the Messiah. So the religious leaders hang on to their traditions and laws so much so, uh, and they make them more important than God who stands right in front of them. And their adherence to the earthly causes them to miss the eternal. And I think that's the real message of Lent for us is that we have to get rid of the earthly and and begin to turn and and grasp the eternal. But we're fortunate to have hindsight. Through these scriptures, we can see the cost of holding on to the temporal. And we're fortunate to have the Holy Spirit and his guidance. And we're fortunate to have a season such as Lent to examine the hold that the temporal has on us and the opportunity to make God first in this season. So I wanna include from the first verse of Psalm 42 and make it our, I would like to make it our all of our prayers. As the deer pants for the water brooks, so my soul pants for you, O God. Let's go to page 590 and in, in the intercession. And we'll spend a few moments just making our private intercessions. Let us pray. And accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down